Well, that was the Beach Boys and God only knows. And uh, the reason I play that little piece, and sorry if it's too loud, I'm just setting up some new kit here, is basically what's happening in the travel industry at the moment. Now, today is May the 31st. It's 2022. And you would think by now we'd actually got our travel business organized. But I'm afraid uh, with the Queen's Jubilee coming up and it being half term, there is an awful lot of uh, awful lot in the way of problems at the moment. So if you are going on holiday this summer, be prepared for an awful lot of hassle. And um, I'll try and give you an overview of what is happening. And I would advise that you stay very closely tuned to local radio and uh, wherever I pop up on radio, or particularly if Simon Calder, uh, the doyen of uh, travel journalists, if he's on the television or radio or wherever, he goes, he's everywhere. In fact, listen to every word he says, because of all the journalists around, he's the only one, apart from me, of course, that seems to have a handle on everything that is uh, happening. Now, let us take the situation at the moment. Uh, we're leading up to the Queen's Jubilee weekend, and um, mercifully, school half-term is over on the Monday. Uh, so that should actually help the whole travel industry uh, just slightly because uh, there's an awful lot of pressure on at the moment. And remember, we're not actually into the summer holiday peak season yet. There is going to be a lot of problems, and the way the airlines are trying to treat, treat it, they are withdrawing up to 200 flights daily. Uh, it varies from airport to airport uh, in order to try and maintain some sort of schedule. You might ask, now, why are they doing this? Why don't they just put extra planes on, extra crews on and do it? Well, the problem isn't just with the airlines. It's also with the airports. Because if you're not getting through security in time to board your aircraft, then uh, the aircraft's going to leave without you. And as you've already checked in, there is no compensation for you because that is down to the airport. So what they're trying to do, they're reducing, they're thinning out their schedules so that at least some aircraft can leave on time uh, with a full complement of people and luggage and so on. So that is what's happening. Now, why are we at this stage? Well, quite simply, when the brakes came off after COVID, although there's a lot of COVID out there still, uh, obviously a lot of staff were let go, uh, highly trained staff, customer-facing staff, as we call them in the trade, have got jobs elsewhere and probably with a lot less hassle and probably with more money because it's not a... a not terribly well paid and uh, you're always dealing with uh, irate travelers and so uh, uh, they do have a hard time. So the problem now is that uh, the aviation industry and the airports and everybody else, they have to start recruiting and recruiting swiftly. But the problem is it takes a good six months to actually recruit somebody and also to get them through the security clearance. Now, the security clearance is down to the Home Office and and to Border Force. Nothing whatsoever to do with the aircraft, uh, with the aircraft operator or the airport. Uh, the people that check your passports, uh, the immigration people, and uh, if you notice the desks aren't open, well, 
unfortunately, Border Force has a very rigid shift system. A set number of people, and it only needs one of the officers to be uh, detained by a family not having the right documents, passports out of date, and that effectively takes somebody off the front line while they deal with that. And so you can imagine a line of people waiting out there and it all gets very slow. Now, Brexit does play a part here because as we're outside of the uh, EU, all our passports have to be checked, this end and that end, the destination end. You'll find that in well, France, for example, you actually get a stamp in your passport, whereas before you just went in, you waved your passport at the gendarme or the customs man, and that was it, you're in. So all that has changed. The other thing that's changed is you won't be finding any cheap holidays this year, and even the ones that you find may well be cancelled or there may well be no flights. All this sounds very depressing at the moment, but quite simply, uh, here's the strongest tip I can give you. Always use a credit card to pay at least £100 of your overall invoice. The rest you can pay in cash, but at least 100 I say £101, must be on a current credit card account. Simple reason if everything goes wrong, or anything goes wrong, then the credit card company is joined in with the travel organization and they can be sued for the entire amount of the invoice, not just the £100, but the whole lot. So if you're in danger of losing a £4,000 hospital, sorry, hospital, what did I say hospital for? Holiday, we'll all end up in the hospital the way this is going, holiday, then you will find that this could well save you. Uh, you might be able to get it back on travel insurance, but quite frankly, the credit card company is your best bet. So if it goes wrong. The other thing is keep every document you've got, the documents you don't have, take photographs of or screenshots, just to make sure you've got everything and all your documents in date order. Have a separate file, so if anything goes wrong, you can just go straight to the file or you can actually prepare documents for court because that's where it might end up and if you've got the evidence and they can't find the evidence then you have a very good chance of actually winning your case and getting some compensation. Now compensation, if the airline cancels your flight you are due compensation and the airline is legally bound to put you on another flight not necessarily with their airline, but any airline to get you there, and they have to pay for it. Now, EasyJet are being a bit flat-footed about this, and they're just saying, oh, well, we'll have to get you on an EasyJet flight. No, you don't want an EasyJet flight. You want another flight, another airline, and you want them to pay for it. So that is the best idea that I can think of so far. To be bold and brave in the face of a future that needs to be built will mean consigning our children, our grandchildren, and the whole of humanity and the natural world to unutterable catastrophe. So please think about this.
attitudes in His Royal Highness. And, and also to Gareth earlier. So while the team set up the next panel session, I'm going to take this opportunity to remind you that your participation is key to the success of this initiative. We're using Slido to gather your questions, insights, and feedback, so you can either scan the QR code behind me, or you can go to slido.com and enter the participant code, AGF Immediate. So I'll give you some time to get your phones out and scan. Please do get involved because we all have a role to play in shaping the future of flight. Test recording, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. Testing, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. Farnborough Air Show, day two. Time is uh, 11 o'clock. There's a Boeing press briefing very shortly. Um, it is very hot outside. The temperature will be in the upper, in the 40s. So the hottest day on record. Uh, already the Global Forum has been moved and some of the exhibits uh, you'll find that the air flying display has been cut back a bit and everybody is heading for the coldest chalets. There's a massive air conditioning operation going on here. Uh, the first day went well, no mishap, the flying display was good, Boeing predominated uh, showing the new 777 and 737 put through its paces, which has been replayed endlessly on the big screen daylight televisions uh, all over the show. The show is very busy, uh, quite surprising considering the temperature, and everybody's carrying bottles of water, and they've all slapped on the factor 50, but it still remains at... Uh, show being busy means that uh, there's business to be done. And I was talking to a computer firm last night who said that the essence of this show is to actually get your clients together for a meeting and separately from the show sometimes. But the point is it does mean you can talk one-on-one -on -one with the people who really matter. It's not a question of just wandering around the exhibits, impressive although they may be. So with a few more days to go and then the public show goes underway. This is the first time it's been here at Farnborough in four years because two years ago, of course, they had to uh, cancel because of COVID. And the problem there being, of course, that, uh, well, it just the total lockdown and just could not take place. I'm actually sitting in a very uh, lively press centre and thankfully air-conditioned but I can see the runway in front of me. And from the left, we have the Boeing Pavilion, and I can see the tail fin of the 777. Uh, there's the Navy version of Boeing's 
aircraft and an Air Force version, of course, and all the military jets are lined up as well for display. So it's quite an impressive uh, turnout. Moving on, you've got uh, then you go to uh, Leonardo helicopters, who again a huge display here, uh, very big presence from them, and several other um, helicopters. Uh, quite impressed by the exhibition halls because they are all uh, air conditioned to the nth degree. And the number of drone operators here, it's certainly it's increased from uh, four years ago. So this is the way that it's going. And certainly there's a bright future ahead uh, for aviation. It's been right through the depths of despair in the last couple of years, but it is fighting back. And if this show is anything to uh, go by, then it is well underway.